All right, welcome back. Open lines here on the shift. 877-399-9898. That is 877-399-9898. We'll uh, chat about anything you want. Uh, well, you'll find us on the uh, Twitter as well at Drex, D-R-E-X, online, theshiftwithdrex.ca for uh, show clips and the such. And you can also text us as well, 877-399-9898. You, you can text and call the exact same number, so that's pretty handy. Uh, let's talk about the future. I love talking about the future, and I, and I love with this new show too. I can I can actually talk uh, with Nick Badminton a little bit longer. Usually, I'm you know I'm only doing seven minute segments. Now I got a few minutes to play with. We'll get to Nick in just a second here. But Amazon Go today made its debut in Seattle. What is Amazon Go? Well, it's a grocery store without any cashiers or even automated checkout counters. You know how right now we have the self checkout at the superstore. Uh, it is absolutely frustrating. Uh, Please wait for assistance. Great. I've got to stand here for five minutes until someone comes over to help me. I, I, I don't even use the self-checkout anymore. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the checkout where the person is because I know that I'm going to get my things scanned. So they launched this grocery store today. No cashiers, no automated checkout counters. All you need to do is you have your app. I saw this process today. You have the app. You tap it. You walk in the door. You have a little bag. You fill it up with all the things that you want. Uh, and then you walk out again. There's cameras and stuff in the roof. It's very fancy. Uh, here is the explainer video of Amazon Go. Four years ago, we started to wonder, what would shopping look like if you could walk into a store, grab what you want, and just go? What if we could weave the most advanced machine learning, computer vision, and AI into the very fabric of a store so you never have to wait in line? No lines, no checkouts, no registers. Welcome to Amazon Go. Use the Amazon Go app to enter. Then put away your phone and start shopping. It's really that simple. Take whatever you like. Anything you pick up is automatically added to your virtual cart. If you change your mind about that cupcake, just put it back. Our technology will update your virtual cart automatically. So, how does it work? We used computer vision, deep learning algorithms, and sensor fusion, much like you'd find in self-driving cars. We call it Just Walk Out Technology. Once you've got everything you want, you can just go. I'm inspired. I, I want to go. To the, I really want to go to the Amazon Go store. Uh, uh, look, I, I'm not an antisocial person, but I don't want to have a conversation with you in the grocery store. I want to go to the grocery store, get what I want, and get the hell out of there. It's the one. Some people love going grocery shopping. My mother loves it for some reason. Something wrong with her. But no, I, 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 this is this is for me. I walk in, get the groceries I want, get out of there. Now, Amazon just last year uh, paid 14 billion dollars for Whole Foods Market. So that's now part of, that's them buying the grocery infrastructure to get this sort of off the ground. So Nick Badminton uh, is a futurist and a speaker. You can find his work at nicholasbadminton.com. Uh, and he joins us on the phone from San Francisco this evening. Nick, welcome to The Shift. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. This is absolutely incredible. I, I, I knew that we were likely going to head towards this uh, in the near future. When I first started seeing self-checkout lines in grocery stores, I was like, this is it. This is the start of it. They're going to get rid of all of these people. I'm just going to walk into a grocery store and get whatever I want. Here it is, Nick. Yeah, um, and it's really interesting to me. 
So, so basically, this is around facial recognition, RFID technology. But what's really fascinating is the ecosystem, connection to the inventory management system. The, the, it connects offline and online uh, purchase to a history. And uh, I actually think that they're going to be able to read even the emotions that you're having when you're buying certain project, products. So imagine that. Imagine being able to know what people are buying, how they feel about your product. Um, and there, there's something really interesting about this. When you're not thinking about buying something and you're doing it on impulse, which you ultimately are, are doing in this situation, i.e., you know, you pick it off the shelf, you, you, you love what it looks like, you put it in your bag, you don't think about it. So you're going to buy more goods and you're going to walk out having spent more money. So that's the revolution here and it's even more money in the pocket of Amazon. I, I'd mentioned that, uh, and I saw a couple of videos today, a few journalists went in there, I think CNBC even stole a tub of yogurt and gave it back to them. Uh, but explain the infrastructure for for those of us that don't really understand it. Uh, I, I, I know that I tap in, I have my app, I tap in, I go through a set of windows, but how do they know what I'm picking up? How do they know exactly what I'm, what I'm touching, feeling, putting in a bag? Yeah, so it, like, I've sort of looked at the pattern behind this and how everything sort of uh, lives together. So really what you've got is, you, that you, so the shelves, RFID on the products and cameras, those three things actually match you to the product, and when you take it off the shelf or put it back on the shelf, it actually knows due to proximity whether that's actually a, a good that you've taken or not. And even if you put it on another shelf in the supermarket, you're sort of putting it back. It knows when you're doing that as well. So it's multiple checkpoints around, okay, has this person actually bought this, i.e. put it in their bag and is going to take it away? Yeah. Um, they, they use weird terms like sense of fusion or whatever because they don't really want us to understand what the technology is because <laughs> it can kind of sound a bit creepy, right? You know, they're, they're just trying to confuse us. You know, the internet is a, ma- is, is a magic box. But really, if you look at it, you know, the cameras and sensors and Wi-Fi and, and really the biggest product in the whole, in the whole situation and the most important part of the ecosystem is us. We're the people that are buying it. We're the people that are actually creating the data. That data's got value for Amazon. And, hey, you're going to be going home, and they're going to be cross-selling you other products based on what you bought in store. So not only are they gathering data on uh, things we look at on Facebook and Twitter, they're also gathering data on things we're buying now. So do you see this being a a thing that's going to roll out across the world? I I, I would imagine putting this one particular store into into action would have been quite costly for Amazon because it's, it's new technology that they've invented for themselves. Do you see a day where the technology will be cheap enough that it won't be unusual for us to see a, a store like this on every corner? Well, you know, one thing we know about technology is that over time it gets, uh, it gets cheaper to run, it becomes more powerful, and the bugs get worked out of the system. So actually, this store was running in Seattle over a year ago. It just couldn't handle that many people in the store at any one point in time. So obviously they've, they've ironed out all those bugs and I think it used to sort of fail around 18, 20 people in store. But now obviously it can handle the workload. You know, more cameras in the roof looking down. You know, more, more ability to do the processing. Is it going to roll out? Hey, you know, Amazon's just bought all the Whole Foods stores. Mm. Is it likely to revolutionize every Whole Foods store in North America? I'd put money on that. Will it be next year? I doubt it. Will it be within five years? Most definitely. And when we talk about cheapness of technology, when you look at this particular store, would you say that this would have cost them millions to set up just the store itself? Tens of millions even? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it would be, it'd be millions of dollars just to do the research. 
um, to, to sort of uh, get the teams on it, to do the user experience, to work with the vendors <clears throat> that are providing the product. So, yeah, sure, it's going to cost a lot of money, but that's what research and development does cost. And over time, you know, the long tail size, it gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So, you know, they'll be able to deploy on a per-store basis a lot cheaper like, in the next six months, in the next 12 months, in the next two years. So it's just going to get cheaper over time. And processing is going to get more and more powerful. They're going to they're gonna learn even more data. So they're going to be able to optimize the experience for us. And soon they're going to know that, you know, you're going to walk into the store and then they, the app might even push you in certain directions to buy it. Certain pro- uh, products are actually on sale or not, you know. Right. Okay. Now, 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 is this the sort of is this sort of proprietary technology that Amazon owns and could on sell to companies like, uh, say, Superstore or Sobeys for their own use in grocery stores as well, or or would they want to keep this all to themselves? Yeah, I don't think they'd sell it. I mean, it, the competitive advantage here is huge. I mean, let, let's let's be honest. Um, in in the retail world, certainly in North America. You've got some powerhouses, right? You've got Walmart, hugely powerful, uses yeah. a lot of big data. Now, I'm actually down in Silicon Valley right now, and they're one of the biggest employers in Silicon Valley for their R&D labs, right? Amazon's not going to, like, give this product away. Uh, obviously, all of their competitors are, are going to go and go in, look at the patents. They're going to go into the stores, try and work out what they're doing. They're going to reverse engineer that. But it's inevitable. But they're, they're so far behind... Uh, behind Amazon, that Amazon's going to get that, that first mover advantage. And that's why I think there's going to be the deployments in the Whole Foods stores. I don't think that that's going to mean there's going to be a lot less staff in those Whole Foods stores. But I, I think, you know, the, the staff that are going to be there are going to help people get used to the experience because culturally, we're not used to doing that. You know, it feels like shoplifting. We have to give permission, people permission to, to go in there and enjoy this experience. But you know what? Over six months, 12 months, it's going to become very natural for us to just pop in, grab what we need and run out. And it, we're not even going to have to chat to a single person. It, it seems like the, te- te- the type of technology, Nick, that would really make sense uh, for the quick in and out sort of things, like uh, going to the gas station. Uh, you know, instead of going into the gas station, you just sort of walk in and grab what you need. You know, you always might get some, some creamer or some candy bars or whatever. Even like 7-Elevens or the, uh, or the Circle K and Mac stores, would they, would they sort of look at technology like this to make their convenience sto- stores more streamline in the way they do things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, retail is all about margins. If you remove, like, labor costs, then ultimately you've solved a, a big part of the, you know, getting the most out of uh, out of the margins that you can. So, um, you know, what you're going to have is you're going to have, you know, one or two people in charge of several stores, and those stores are going to be automatically looking after themselves. And people aren't going to be able to get away with uh, try, trying to trick the system, you know. But, you know, again, it's going to take quite some time to, for those other um, stores to get up to speed with what Amazon's actually got going right now. When, when we talk about automation and uh, how it can sort of remove certain people from certain jobs, what are the pros and cons of this? When, when, when we look at this specific example, the Amazon Go, and in the videos I saw today, yeah. there's, no, there's no cashier, but there's certainly people restocking shelves. There's certainly people working in the background to make sure this happens. Uh, is it the type of business where when something like this rolls out, there's a whole bunch of people that retrain because someone has to keep the technology working. Someone has to make sure that the food is put on the shelf. So there's still technically human jobs involved. Yeah. So, so I always talk about human and the machine. 
you know, cashier jobs are going to go. Just in just in America on on its own, that that means uh, 3.5 million people, right? And and in, up in Canada, it's like it's still like millions of people that that, that work in those sorts administrative sort of uh, cashier kind of roles, those those jobs are going to disappear. Some of those people will retrain. Some of those people will go behind the scenes. Some of those people are just going to go back to college or, or just re-educate themselves and get better jobs. I'm of the opinion of, like, why are you there being a cashier when your human potential is so much greater? Let's try and help you do better jobs. Let's try and raise the game in Canada as a whole. The intellectual quotient of the country is going to be raised because of uh, technology like this. Uh, let me ask you this. With, with that $14 billion purchase of Whole Foods markets, do, do you envision a company like Amazon uh, saying to some of those Whole Foods staff, you know, it, it's inevitable that some of these jobs are going to be replaced, but we could offer you retraining into other vocations within our company. Would, would a company go as far to do that, to embrace those staff and teach them the new skills that they're going to need? Yeah, I, I think it'd actually be really, really smart for Amazon to, to take a look at like the, the workplace profile of people and then realize that they could actually turn those people into um, people that enhance the, the customer experience. So, so imagine if you take, say, the, the 20 um, checkout staff that would be in sort of a medium-sized store, and those people, instead of actually doing that job, actually make the whole experience of customers shopping there a lot better. They curate products. They, they, mm. they, they take them around. They give them a more personalized experience. Obviously, the technology means that there's like a neutral cost once it's installed, but they can still pay for the staff that, helps pe- that ultimately help people spend more money. Hey, Nick, can you uh, hang around and take some calls from some of our listeners? I'd love to, yeah. Uh, Nick Babinson is a futurist. He's hanging out with us uh, from San Francisco. Uh, phone lines open now, 877-399-9898. Got any concerns about this type of grocery store? I know a few people are like, well, how's security? How's personal data going to work? We'll hit Nick with those questions when the shift returns. Open phones now, 877-399-9898. It's a shift with Trex. All right, welcome back. Uh, Toll-free right across Canada, 877-399-9898. That is our number. We're talking to Nick Badminton tonight. Uh, He is a futurist and speaker. You can find his work at nicholasbadminton.com. We're talking about this new Amazon Go store that opened, fully automated. Uh, What are your concerns? Uh, A lot of people wondering security, personal data. What does that look like? If you've got a concern on the phone tonight, 877-399-9898. Before that, we'll check some headlines. It's time for the headlines on The Shift. Well, the evacuation order has been lifted, but people in the Vancouver area city of Port Coquitlam can still see flames coming from the local CP rail yard. That's after a truck carrying ethanol hit a train, causing explosions and a huge inferno to break out Monday night. Crews remain on scene there, but thankfully it appears nobody was injured. Bill Cosby had his first public performance since his sex abuse scandal erupted back in 2015. The 80-year-old took to the stage Monday night at a Philadelphia jazz club, joking that he used to be a comedian. His last comedy tour ended amid protests as women were coming forward to accuse him of molesting them. He's scheduled to be retried in April. And Canada is rejecting angry American criticism at ongoing NAFTA talks, officials saying that our negotiators are being inflexible at the Montreal meetings. Donald Trump's ever-present threat to pull the U.S. out of NAFTA is also hanging over the talks. Keep it locked on Global News for the latest. I'm Bailey Nicholson. The Shift with Drex.
All right, back to Amazon Go. It made its debut in Seattle today. It is a grocery store without cashiers or even automated checkout counters. Just walk in, click your app, put things in a bag, and walk out. Cameras catch you. Uh, Nick Badminton is our futurist. Uh, Nick, this is this is pretty amazing technology uh, in 2018, and we're likely going to see this, uh, you know, more and more often in the next few years. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know. Um sensors, that sort of surveillance kind of cameras, and there's a lot of cameras in the roof in these stores. Um, the, the ways that these shelves are working, RFID, these are very established technologies. It's just been mashed up in a whole new way here. Um, and it's it's very, very smart, you know, bringing offline shopping within store, making it, like, seamless and easy for people to, to get things that they need and to get going, and then linking it back up to their online purchases as they're going about their business and, and uh looking at other goods online through the Amazon app or on the website or whatever, it's a total game changer and, and it's not been done before. Um, so, so yeah, it's going to happen everywhere because this is a leader. They put the money in. Everyone else is going to try and uh, follow them. And there's very few people that are following Amazon right now. Toll free across the country, 877-399-9898 if you want to weigh in. Uh, Ryan joins us from Winnipeg this evening. Ryan, what's your question for Nick? Uh, so, quick, uh, Nick, if you don't mind me asking, so we're having more and more technology brought in. Obviously, I mean, that's evident now with Amazon Go. Um, we're looking at some of the, the tractor trailers that are being built. They're supposed to have no people in them to drive them. Now, me doing former truck driving myself, uh, I'm alarmed at how we're so quick to uh, put people uh, on the back burner and let computers do all of our work for us. Aren't you uh, concerned and scared that there's going to be more and more people on unemployment, which means that the government uh, and other people have to get involved because they're going to have to pay everybody's uh, wages because they're going to be on income assistance, welfare, uh, EI, whatever. I mean, aren't you concerned about that? Ryan, great question. Nick? Um, Yeah, it is a great question. I mean, for, for me, this is how I look at it. History has told us that when you introduce new technology, Typically, more jobs are created than are actually destroyed. So, so let's look at automated truck driving, for example. So if, if, say, you've got automated trucks, it means you take humans out of the cabs and those trucks can, you know, they can drive longer, they, they, can, uh, they, can, they can take more goods. But ultimately, we can put more trucks on the road. Now, if we do that, we need more supervision. So in fact, what you could take is, you know, truck driving is still a very skilled um, profession, but from a logistics and from a, a common sense and working out what to do when it w- reaches destination, when it needs to be loaded up at, at the, the origin. So why don't we actually think about it this way? Those truck drivers become supervisors, and they become supervisors of several trucks because we can actually put more trucks on the road because we don't need to employ more people. That's the way I, I look at technology. And I think that it's not going to be an unemployment problem. We're going to have to cross-train. Um, so that's a challenge, and government needs to step into that, as do organizations. So, you know, if you're a truck driver, you're going to be in charge of, you know, a mini-fleet, and you're going to be a mini-fleet sort of supervisor, and that's going to be the new kind of job that comes from technology like this. If you've got a question for Nick, uh, 877-399-9898. That is 877-399-9898. And, Nick, uh, let's talk about those trucks real quick. Uh, we see that Tesla is uh, yeah. testing their semi-truck. When do you think... Uh, that we will see on the road uh, independently uh, the first uh, driverless truck delivering a, a payload to a store. Well, it's, it's already been done. It's uh, already been done, Nick? Year. Oh, my goodness. When did it happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
so 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 there's uh, you know this piece of technology called Otto that was bought by Uber, and Otto is actually a rig that you can put in in, in into a truck that that drives itself, and um, actually delivered beer um, 200 miles, and uh, it drove itself from the uh, from the depot in one place to uh, to where it's actually uh, delivering the beer. Yeah. So so it's already been done, and trials already going. Um, it's already happening a lot more in America and Europe. It's going to be happening a lot more in Canada, in terms of really getting getting the training of these vehicles and the systems up, up to speed, and in terms of really um, introducing that technology. Within five years, we're going to see a lot more on the roads. It's not going to be 100% penetration, but it's going to be a significant amount of vehicles. Um, they're going to be retrofitted with autonomous driving capabilities, or they're going to come off the, the line with that already built in. Nick Babinton is our guest tonight. He's a futurist and a speaker. You can find his uh, work at uh, nicholasbabinton.com. Mike is in BC this evening. Mike, what is your question for Nick? Um, I have a couple of different questions, four actually, that come to mind. First of all, um, for people with vision impairments or, say, with motor skill problems that need help uh, getting the products into their bags, uh, what would the customer service look like for that? Um, if you want, I'll give you my other questions. and You can just address them as you want. Uh, the second question sure. I have is uh, regarding the uh, stocking of the shelves. How long would it be until the stocking is uh, done by robots? Third thing would be um, am- uh, delivery of your Amazon products ordered online. Could they be offered for pickup in these automated stores? And the fourth thing is if two people go into the store together, uh, one person picks something up off the store, off the shelf, hands it to a second person. Does the technology keep track of who's actually got that product so that the, pers- the uh, purchase is charged to the correct uh, iPhone? Uh, and, and Mike, I'll say this. If, if I don't work out as host of the show, Mike can come in and do it. All good questions. Mike, thank you so much for those four questions. Thanks. Nick, we'll start, we'll start with the, the disability issue for blind people, those people that maybe have some mobility issues. How, yeah. can, how can they shop in an automatic, automatic, automatic grocery store? You know what, that's a fantastic question. Um, and this is something that, that people are ignoring as part of the conversation, so thank you for that. <clears throat> I actually think this is uh, back to my point where I'm saying that, hey, you know, the cashiers become the, the customer experience people. That means that if someone is, is physically um, impaired, whether it's blindness or, or you know, uh, or mobility or whatever, then those people become sort of the personal shoppers. And I think that that's going to be um, really important. And, hey, if, if there's other solutions that they've got in the stores that do help people out like that, then they're going to be able to orientate them to, towards using them as well. I don't know if they've actually got that built into Amazon Go. Um, yeah, so so that would be my answer there. You know, there's still customer experience. You know, they they still have to go towards every single customer that they have, and that's super important, right? Uh, let's talk about the stocking issue. I mentioned that I saw a, an NBC journalist in there doing a piece today, and I saw some people in orange Amazon T-shirts actually restocking yeah. things on the shelf. A- and Mike's question was, how long until stocking is actually done by robots? Yeah, so it's still it's still done by humans in this in this situation. Um, you know, uh, Walmart's already got some uh, robotic technology that scans shelves that works out how, what's needed. Um, I'm pretty sure that the, well, the shelves are actually got, um, they, they detect weight and, and they detect when, when goods have been taken off the shelf. When something's empty, it's, it's going to automatically be able to tell someone in the back warehouse to go and stock that shelf. So it's going to be more efficient in terms of stocking things up rather than just taking boxes off the shelves and just wandering around 
the supermarket and working out, oh, I think that we need this, I think that we need that. It's going to be like, no, we need that there, we need that now, we need that there, and we need that, that now. So it's going to be way more optimized. Uh, and his, one of his other things he pointed out as well is is Amazon delivery. I was in Los Angeles last week and saw one of those uh, uh, Amazon uh, sort of locker systems in a shopping mall. Is it likely that we will see yeah. Amazon go and that sort of be integrated? I, know, I, I think they're already planning on putting those sort of pickup places inside Whole Foods, aren't they? Yeah. In, in fact, I'm, I'm staying down Silicon Valley in San Francisco and just five minutes walk away from where I'm staying is uh, is a Whole Foods store with those Amazon uh, lockers in there right now. I saw them last night, so that's already been taken care of. Uh, Mike calling from uh, Surrey in BC this evening. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's your question for Nick? I'm not ignoring what was said by the gentleman there. It's just that Every time computerized, computerized things, your technology comes out, jobs are lost. He's saying cross people in there. That's already done by people, you know, and you start taking that away. You're just losing job after job after job. I'm not talking about just that thing in Seattle. Hmm. Everywhere you look, jobs are taken over by technology. And as a futurist, I'd like to know his opinion on where these jobs are going to go to. Yeah, great question, Mike. Thanks so much, Nick. Where are these jobs going to go to? Well, you know, I, I kind of talked about, you know, as technology comes in, it changes the job landscape. It's about redeployment, not unemployment. Where do the jobs go to? Well, you know, from someone being a cashier to being an in-store experience um, sort of person, yeah. I think that's, that's how it's going to transfer within those retail environments. I already spoke about truck drivers to becoming supervisors. Um, unfortunately, we've got a situation where very low-skilled uh, employment it's, it's going to become obsolete, uh, and, and people doing you know either very manual labor jobs or very low-level administration jobs, they're going to have to retrain. They're going to have to look at new ways of working. You know, um, throughout my career, I've had something like 25 different kinds of jobs, starting off from delivering milk <laughs> in the UK yeah. all the way up to you know um, developing computer systems, becoming a futurist, and advising government. So you know there is progress that people can have, and uh, they, they do need help through uh, government subsidies and training programs, through universities opening their doors in a number of different areas. Uh, Nick Babington is a futurist and a speaker. You can find his uh, work at nicholasbabington.com, and he is joining us on the phone from San Francisco. Nick, always a pleasure to chat to you. Thanks so much for having a chat. Thank you. Great question. Thank you very much. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, that is uh, the state of technology. Uh, not so much unemployment, but redeployment seems to be the plan. That's kind of cool. I, I think next time I, I, I'm in Seattle or get a chance to be there, I want to go see that. But from what I understand, the lineup is out the door and around three city blocks just to get in and have a bit of a look. This is The Shift with Drax. Your news is next. Oh
show content and clips from The Shift with Drex. Go to theshiftwithdrex.ca.